0: we're going to be moving on. Um, you know, we always like to bring you some very interesting and inspiring people who take a challenge in life and go beyond the challenge and see how they can give back. I mean, we hear countless stories um, on the DL Link show, people who have been changed by a lot of suffering and who then, yeah, turn it around. So our next guest, Bongani Chikanda is an entrepreneur. He had, a challenging time um, a few years ago. He'll tell us about it. Um, and he lent on SADC, the South African um, Depression and Anxiety Group, quite a bit. And he wants to give back. Um, he is a Malawian-born and raised entrepreneur. And yeah, he wants to put the spotlight on the realities of anxiety and depression. See, he attempts to cycle 160 kilometers on a gravel road, a gravel road from hart to Sun City. And um, that's what he did last month. So Welcome Bongani, lovely to have you on the show. Hi
1: Nikki, how are you doing?
0: Listen, I'm good. I want to ask how you're doing. How does it feel? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure yet if you completed 160 kilometers on a gravel road. Are you okay? How, how's how's your backside I, feeling at this stage?
1: <laughs> I did. Um, <laughs> I did. We The race was on the 7th of May. And uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. My backside wasn't so bad. I, I think it was just the adrenaline of having finished. It was it was it was physically the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was very hard. Um, so I trained for it for four months. But yeah, and then after that, I literally hung my bike on when I came back from Sun City on the 8th of May. I haven't been on my bike since then, and I love my bike. And yesterday, I did a bit of spinning in the gym for the first time since then. So, it was it was it was a worthwhile cause. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, Authentic. Wow. Wow. I mean, as you say, exhausting. It takes a lot out of you, but for a good cause. So let's go there, Bongani, because you, going back to 2015 and 2016, you you suffered um, from quite a bit of depression and anxiety. Maybe you can just share with our audience. Um, take us back with you.
1: Yes, so in 2015, I was running an advertising agency in Johannesburg and the business failed and I had a lot of debt um, and like the economy was hard. Um, And then I ended up going to have to work uh, for a competitor of mine uh, to keep the bills and the lights on at home. Um, And then I just sort of lost interest in exercise, lost interest in eating. I would sleep at 11 o'clock, wake up at one in the morning. I was like super nervous. Um, and I didn't know what it was until my aunt who's a psychologist came home and told me that you look depressed. So I was like, no, man, I'm a strong black man. <laughs> right? And then I went to see a doctor and the doctor diagnosed me with depression. So we thought we would treat it at home. Until a day I got a panic attack at the office and the psychiatrist told me that you're going to attempt to commit suicide. You better check yourself into a clinic so that they they treat you. Then I was like, no, man, it's not going to work. And then two days later, I did attempt to commit suicide in the middle of the night. I was having a challenge at work. I mean, and a challenge that I could have dealt with normally, but it just felt like it was too much. And in that period, I tried to call the South African Anxiety Group to help me. Um, and they had said they were sending an ambulance. I said, no, and it was a back and forth. And then I took painkillers. But funny enough, there's an image I vividly saw of my firstborn. He was on a date in Santin City at Mug and Bean with a very beautiful young lady. And, and the beautiful young lady asked and said, how come you never talk about your father? And imagine this is all with painkillers in my stomach, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, this is a vision 100%. that you're having once you've taken all of these, these painkillers. This is what's yeah. going through your mind, yeah? Yes. She's
1: like, why do you never talk about your father? Um, and you always talk about your mom. And he sort of like pauses and he says, well, my dad committed suicide and I, I, and I never want to talk about it because I do not want the stigma of him committing suicide People thinking that I'm also committing suicide, and you, my young lady, thinking that I would do the same. Sure. And 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 I was like, I don't want to leave this burden on my three boys. And I immediately went to the toilet, vomited. Long story short, I was admitted at a Kiso clinic in Parktown for three weeks, where I was on suicide watch for the first three days, and then got into some therapy, um, multiple levels of therapy and then got uh, on to painkillers, uh, not painkillers, antidepressants. And then six months later, um, a friend of mine, and I don't advise this on every on everybody, a friend of mine said, um, I think if you exercise more and take yourself off the antidepressants would help. And then that's when my journey with fighting depression through exercise started in, in 2016. So I got into running then. And I became a vivid runner. I will do 20 kilo, 21 kilometer half marathons. And in 2020, at the at the beginning of 2020, before COVID, I did my first marathon. And that year I'd planned to do four um, running. And then we got into COVID. And then when we started running again, five, five kilometers around the block, as they said we should. Don't tell anyone, but I, I normally used to do like 15. And and um, I injured myself, and I got into mountain biking. So I just loved mountain biking from then. And I did a couple of marathons in December last year with two friends in Malawi. We cycled from a town called Blantyre all the way to Mangochi, which is at the lake. Over three days, we cycled two hundred and seventy-one kilometers. So wow. all we had was our mountain bikes, our clothes, my 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 my. My life was in a little bag that that would hang on my bike for three days and we cycled for 271 kilometers. Then I came home and I get bored very quickly.
0: Like hang on, Mungani. Hang point on, point. hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to ask you to pause for a moment, yeah. because we're going to go to ads, and before we go into the, uh, you know, further in, I just want to highlight one or two areas. So a quick break. We'll be right back. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to the show, The Dealing Link Show on 101.9 High FM. I have Bongani Chikanda on the line today. Bongani has just taken part in an incredible Yeah, feet, I would say, 160 kilometers on a gravel road from Hartabierspur to Sun City, and all that to highlight um, the work that SADAG does, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, and to raise much-needed funds for SADAG. And why, you may be asking, well, Bungani's been telling us about his road, um, his journey since 2015, becoming depressed, experiencing panic attacks when he's professional life uh, took a turn, and this impacted his finances. And, you know, then he was diagnosed with depression. And Bungani, I'd like to go back, um, if you don't mind, because I think that you've you've made some really important points. And I don't want to just kind of gloss over them, because I think that you know, for those people who are listening um, and, and realizing, oh, well, I'm not alone. And I think, especially if we highlight in men, how difficult it can be, how the depression and anxiety um, numbers rates are incredibly high in men that, um, and, and yet, as you said, you know, I'm a strong black man, you know, we don't get depressed um, and how dangerous that is that you talk about the stigma. And so I, I I'm so grateful that you are taking the time to talk about it. And as I said, I do want to slow it down because I think it's important sure, to get help and it's important to realize that one is not alone and that many people yeah. are in the same boat and that there certainly is a way out. And you know, SADAG being this incredible organization that can certainly help you navigate with professionals um through this it very is. dark time. So yeah. so just going going back, um you 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 realize that. That, um, med- that exercise was very good in helping with your depression. And obviously, we don't want to just say to people, you know, go off your, your medication and then, yeah. you know, replace it with exercise. So what did you do with being on medication and exercise at that crossover point? Did you reduce yeah. it? Are you still on medication? How did that work?
1: So uh, the one thing that they tell us uh, when you go into uh, clinical depression and you admit yourself or you're being treated as an outpatient is that it's important to always keep moving um, Mm. because when you sit and you um, are overthinking, because that's what your brain does when you're depressed, you feel lost. So they encourage you to clean the house, to iron, to do whatever you can to always keep moving. But then what exercise also does is is it increases the levels of dopamine uh, in your brain. And because depression is linked to, Chemical imbalances, especially um, when depression is linked to a specific event, because there's some people that like they just clinically depressed, and that's not what I experienced. I, I experienced depression over a period of time, triggered by a specific events, trauma at that at that time. Yeah. So, so you've got these chemical imbalances that that medicine is trying to assist you with, but also exercise helps quite a lot. So. The way that I did it, I was drinking antidepressants every day, Mm -hmm. and I decided that I'm going to, as my exercising intensifies and increases, I'll decrease my antidepressants. So instead of having them every day, I was starting to have them every other day. And then from every other day, because they're quite strong, they last in your body for like 24 hours. And what I found was that I just became too dependent on them and almost was not myself and, and they do help, but I wasn't feeling like me. And so I would skip a day and then skip two days. And then I realized that I don't need them anymore. All right. Uh, but then I'll jog, i would jog, I'd run about five kilometers every other day. So the dopamine also lasts in your body like for 24 hours after you've done an exercise. And, and over time, I learned that um, there's also a few feel good feeling of winning, because when you're depressed and anxious, you sort of feel like a failure, right? And, 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 and the things that I've learned over time is that um, I always talk about on a Monday, start with a win, right? Because our brains don't know the difference between having a million rand in your bank account and finishing 10 kilometers. What your brain knows is that there's a stimulant and 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 it needs to respond with happiness, right? So it's important to start with the win because when you start with the win, your brain is already becoming addicted to winning. And 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 as you continue in your day, it's important. And it's a small wins, right? I, I remember I couldn't make my bed, Um, I couldn't I couldn't run a kilometer when I was depressed. But when I started that, I, I, everything was. Uh, um, an amazing, thing. I couldn't even play with my kids. But sure. now as I started with the small things with wind, small wins, they became the big wins, right? So I never could have fandomed riding a bike for 160 kilometers. Like it was like I, when I was clinically depressed, it was like next to impossible. Mm-hmm. But because gradually I, I did the small wins, it, it it got me to to where I was. But I think to pay back one one thing that you said is so. As men, it's it's difficult for us to open up, and that's why I've decided to be the face, and there are many faces, but I've decided to be this face of this disease and be open about it, especially being an executive in an ad agency. You've got the right address, your kids go to the right school, you drive the right mm. car. People assume a lot, right? And people look at you, but why are you depressed? You must be happy, right? And it's not necessarily so because. Uh, When you think about, um, I always refer to Ricky Rick, who committed suicide a couple of months ago. The guy was at the peak of his career, but he clearly had demons he was fighting. Mm -hmm. And and the thing about depression is, I always say, unlike most diseases, so when you've got cancer, when you've got tuberculosis, when you've got TB, uh, I mean, sorry, when you've got high blood pressure, diabetes, people can physically see it it physically it physically manifests and and you go to the hospital and you put in a drip and all sorts of things so those diseases are more acceptable than depression because I, I could be speaking to you now you are at work and you're clinically depressed right but because you have to show up so it's this it's this deadly silent killer that we don't know about and we have to speak and and with men it becomes more difficult because you can't tell your spouse that you just want to give up um Mm -hmm. you 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 can't you're not as open to 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 people um at work because you're scared and I've seen what it what what my journey has have done I've got friends of mine who've reached out to me um to say but I'm like battling like dude like just help me out here um, and I meet them for breakfast or for coffee and have conversations. Um, employees at work have loved the fact that I've opened up because they're also going through stuff and we can discuss it. So for me, it's about it's been about killing the stigma um, yeah. because I think I always say.
0: We, but Ganesh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, I, I no, think yeah, sorry. have to take I a quick break. On. I just so love okay. listening to you. But I've got yeah. my producer telling me ad break time, so hold on Let's to that. Do that. We can, we're going to be right, right back. Hi <laughs> 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 FM, one hundred and one point nine megahertz of life. And uh, you're tuned to or listening to the D.L. Link show I have Bongani Chikanda on the show. He's an entrepreneur, Malawian born and raised um, living here and just doing amazing things. Um, and one, um, trying to remove the stigma around mental illness, specifically when it comes to men and that's the suffering. Um, and so what Bongani has done because um, SADG, South African Depression and Anxiety Group, was so helpful. He wants to give back, which we always love and he's he's found that exercising has helped with depression and so he cycled on the 7th of may 160 kilometers on a gravel road from of to sun city to raise funds um bongani unfortunately we are running out of time but as i said wow. i love that you are kind of the face the person that you're reaching out and especially to your friends especially as you say with men who feel like they can't speak to their spouses you feel like they have to um you know project this strong person, this protector, you know, whatever it is, this kind of ridiculous ideal that we have and um, that things are changing as you say with Ricky Rick it looked like a perfect life but he had his demons and so it's real Um, and I just love that you are highlighting it and that this is your message um, and you're showing people that there is a way but I'm sure the audience are saying how did you do did you manage to raise funds and how did the South African depression and anxiety group respond to it we really just have a minute to go
1: Yes, I managed to do. We raised funds. So we raised uh, 40, was just short of 42,000. We I was aiming for 160,000, but I'm sure next year we'll get closer. And they they responded quite well. They were quite supportive in the end. And we, I really appreciated the effort. And, and I'm sure the 40,000 is going to go a long way.
0: Oh, fantastic, and I'm sure I can hear that this is the first of many, um, Bongani. Yes. But uh, yeah, you know, thanks for your time. Thanks for spending time with us today, and for sharing your story. And just keep, you know, keep telling that story. More and pe- more, more people need to know that uh, they're not alone. Um, and as you say, it's an illness, and with the right treatment, it can certainly come right. So thank you so much, Bongani.
1: Perfect. Thank you. Thanks. Lovely thanks, having thanks you for on having the show. Me.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. Bungani thanks. Chinkanda on 101.9 Kha FM.